This time loop thing. How did you get out of it? Oh, I simply boosted the circuits and broke free. You came back of your own accord? Well, I... Doctor? No. No, I'm afraid not. No, obviously the Time Lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to Earth. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world and I have to deal with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh. I'm just walking home on a lovely sunny afternoon. It's a bit grim earlier, but it seems to have brightened up a bit, so that's good. I really do hate it when I talk about the weather in these intros. I really should stop doing that. Uh, I used to say interesting things about the supermarket and stuff, but it seems to have descended into weather chat in the last few episodes, so sorry about that, everybody. Anyway, in this week's episode, uh, you'll hear a conversation between me and Crystal D, um, who is somebody that I've wanted to talk to for a while uh, on the podcast. Uh, I've known Crystal for about two years, and I've followed her work for longer than that. I mean, she started off as a member of the Five Who Fans YouTube channel um, before going on to present Doctor Who The Fan Show uh, for a period before finally being Doctor Who's digital marketing manager until recently. Um, and she's recently departed the the world of Doctor Who and she got in touch with me and sort of said, look, I, I want to tell my story. So that's kind of where my conversation with Crystal is coming from. Uh, I went around to her flat to record the podcast. I got to know her cats, Hope and Biscuit, who I'd never met before, actually. Uh, so it was nice, nice to meet them, uh, the internet famous cats. Uh, most of the conversation we talk about Crystal's uh, work and her relationship with the world of Doctor Who, her various roles within it, and then there is a bit of unpopular opinions chat right at the end uh, where we delve into, well, something. I guess you'll find out as the uh, as the podcast goes on. I think that's all the admin. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do too many more episodes uh, this summer. I think I'll maybe make two more. Um, and then have a break uh, because I'm lazy. Uh, no, not that. Uh, well, a bit that, but also uh, I just need a little breather uh, over the summer, I think. Uh, so sorry about that. But um, I will be back uh, in the autumn with more. And plus, it's another month yet till I'm going. So uh, I don't be too premature about it all. Anyway, I'm, I'm exceptionally rambly today. So I'm going to stop and allow you to listen to my conversation with Crystal. Uh, so, without further ado, here it is. Oh, I'm ready to go. When you're I'm ready, I mean, I'm ready. we're on. We're on. You're on tape now. So, <gasps> hi. A slightly uh, dodge with me. That wasn't it. <laughs> Recording a, a, a fraction of a second earlier than I there. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I'm here with Crystal D. Hello. At long last. I know. I started this podcast uh, two years ago now. And uh, when I started out, I was like, oh, I better get that Crystal D involved. 
And uh, anyway, here we are, two years later. <laughs> I've, I've finally managed it. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. You, you actually reached out to me. It hasn't happened very often. It's really good. Yeah, I sort of felt like being on your podcast. <laughs> 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 no, um, no, I, you know, I, I'd heard, you know, listened to a few of your episodes, and um, I think the most recent one with Chris. We know each other as well. I should probably tell we the yeah, listeners yeah, that. Yeah, Otherwi- otherwise, I they might think I'm being very over- overfamiliar with you. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> we do actually know each other socially. <laughs> socially. Uh, but I listened to the one with Chris and it got me thinking about uh, my work on Doctor Who and uh, I've recently left the job. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it might be kind of cool to talk about it. I think I've got a few things to say and uh, in a vain sort of way I hope that doesn't come across as vain but I felt like uh, ready to talk Mm, I think mm. about my journey and uh, why I left as well and what's next and just lots of things really and I'm not doing I'm not doing YouTube I'm not doing my own podcast so I don't really have a self-publishing platform at the moment so I was like oh hey oh hey that's all right that's all right um, oh, which know, that I? completely all of that sounded really, really no, up that's my, absolutely up my fine. Ass. No, um, yeah, so I guess we'll start with uh, who, are, who are you in the Doctor Who world and uh, where do you where do you slot in? Who am I? Why should we have heard <laughs> of you? Uh, okay, so there was a thing called the fan show, mm-hmm. uh, which you might recall. Uh, so I've been a Doctor Who fan since I was about 12 yeah, yeah. and uh, eventually started making videos about Doctor Who. I joined Five Who fans and started making comedy sketches and it was all a bit of a laugh really. And then out of the blue, the BBC got in touch in 2015 because mm. they were looking so for a So Five Who fans is like a, it was like a collaboration. Yeah, it was oh, like I a feel collab- so sad to talk about it in the channel. past tense, but yeah. Well, it sort of, yeah, it sort of has come to an end. To the, the channel has sort of closed and... My listeners will have heard of Five Who fans because I've interviewed basically every Five Who fan Five Who fan, Five Who fan on this podcast before. Um, ah. So yeah, so yeah, you were a member of that. Ah. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's five members at any one time. And I mm-hmm. joined when somebody left, and uh, it was great. And uh, the BBC were looking for a host for a show that they were developing, mm-hmm. the fan show, mm-hmm. and found my videos and invited me into audition, which I did, and got the job. And also because of my television experience and being a fan, I think they thought, oh, you can do that would you like to interview for the researcher role? Mm. So I ended up getting two jobs. I was a presenter and a researcher, which was great. So they'd originally intended for that to be two separate roles? I think so. Right, right. Uh, might have to clarify that with Chris, but I'm under the, oppres- under the impression that that's what, mm. what mm. they were looking mm. for. Mm. And I got two jobs in one, which was great. Mm. And it was mm. a great deal for them as well because they didn't have to hire two people. So that's sort of how that started. And we did three years worth. So the show went through many different iterations. It was quite experimental. And yeah, we I talked about this because I had Chris yeah. on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, as you'll know. We, we talked about how in its early days it was quite madcap and didn't really have a format mm. and was all over the... When I say all over the place, it's no criticism. It was all over the place in a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as things developed, it started to get more of a format. Well, right? it was quite a new a new thing because I think Chris mentioned this on the podcast. Star Wars did a show later after yeah. we started mm-hmm. ours. Uh, th- a few other 
you know, fan shows, companion shows cropped up after we did ours. So I like to say that we were one of the first, one of the first, not the first, but one of the first people, uh, one of one of the first, certainly one of the first brands to do a companion show. And because there was no previous, well, there wasn't really many previous examples. It was up to us. We had free reign yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah. To take that process. And um, I think now, you know, there's a lot more out there, a lot more competition, and there's a lot more tried sure. and tested formats that we might, if we were to do the fan show now, w- yeah, w- would it be unfair to say route? that you took some of um, the inspiration for what you what you were doing initially, kind of just from YouTube itself and from, you know, um, bloggers and YouTubers and uh, things like Five fans. It definitely it started it out that like way, that and it first, started out. Uh, the idea was to showcase fans and mm. that's what's called mm. the fan show and like UGC user generated content sure and it gradually uh, sort of jar- evolved we're getting jargon already with Crystal D I know UGC uh, UGC um, it gradually evolved into uh, a sort of more after show format mm. when the mm. series aired so um, oh, Biscuit Biscuit is on the side he's not allowed on there for anybody who's been living under a rock uh, Biscuit is one of Crystal's cats uh, and he is standing on the kitchen worktop. There we go. Sorry, oh I've no, had to shoot him off. He's looking very he's unhappy. Lo- I have to be consistent with my parenting skills because if I allow him on there, he's going to think that he's yeah, yeah, yeah. able to go on there all yeah. the time. And um, they've got, I mean, they, he's got his own he's got giant palace. piece of, he's got a of palace. cat furniture. Um, he's got a big cat tree. It's his castle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like children. You, you buy them loads of toys and then they... They, they always want what you've got. They play with whatever. They want your yeah, stuff. They your don't want their and stuff. You're, and you're yeah. whatever. They yeah. always want cables, bags, mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The oh. lot. Uh, so there we He's go. He's joining us now. Anyway, um, uh, where were we? So yeah, so it gradually developed into an after show format where we were able to... Wait, s- let's rewind a bit. What was what was yeah. it like for you sort of getting the gig of being presenter of the fan show? What's that like kind of emotionally as a Doctor Who fan? And Oh my God. Um, it was amazing is an understatement it's really hard to find the words actually because it was so unexpected and you know I did want to do something in the sort of presenter space and I was quite you know I was inspired by CBBC and I did my dissertation on that and Chris Johnson actually a good friend of mine that I Mm -hmm. know socially Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) we we became friends in like 2009 at a convention and I saw on Facebook he got a job at CBBC I remember this he first got he got his job at CBBC and I saw it on Facebook and I was like, wow, mm, that's like, mm. like when I, mem- I remember being five or six going, oh, I'd love to be a presenter. And he said that he'd got the gig through YouTube. And that made me take YouTube more seriously because I have been making videos since I was about 16. Mm, mm. They're all private. You can't see them anymore. But uh, when I was at uni, I decided to take it seriously. And I set up a new channel, my yeah, own yeah. channel, interviewed cosplayers. And uh, then I joined Five Who fans. So getting that, email out of the blue and it was doctor who it was so exciting and there was so much anxiety around not get not getting the job yeah, obviously yeah, as, yeah, it, yeah. as it would be because you've been offered this amazing opportunity and you think you don't if i don't it, get do this if i don't get this this is going to be shit yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you never have to accept forgive it yourself right yeah but wow like what a gig and ended up getting the job. And it was... I remember Livy, who was in Five Who Fans with me, 
I remember telling her that I had been approached by the BBC in this flat mm. and we were both like giggly like school children and uh, and she was like, no, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And I was like, I, 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 I don't know. You can't know, think that can't. as well. She was like, no, you'll be fine. You're going to get it. And she's very supportive, but um, <laughs> very supportive. But she was like, yeah, you're definitely yeah. going to get it. And I was like, I, I, yeah, I don't want to get my hopes up. It's funny to, like, to know what the approaches I've had. Obviously, I had auditions before and job interviews and you're like, do I think, oh, I'm definitely not going to get it and then that'll make myself yeah. feel better when I don't yeah. uh, and when I do, that's a bonus? Or yeah. do you think, do you kind of back yourself and say, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah. get it and that's gonna, and that kind of... I sort of just, with these things, I, 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 I sort of approach it with just... I try and remove, like, sort of all sort of emotion from it because mm, mm. I don't want to get too disappointed. Like, no, I sort no. of just think what will be will be. If it's meant to be... Yeah. then I'll get it. It's just it's just um, hard to do that, isn't it? It is. It can be, especially yeah. something like Doctor Who. But mm. getting the job, it was it it was a dream. It was like it was life changing. It was mm. absolutely mm. life changing, and I really can't describe what what that. F- I mean, it's really hard to describe what that felt like. But I'm sure any Doctor Who fans out there. Yeah. Who, oh, I'm a, my, oh my god. I mean, imagine a, like a gig like that. Yeah. Wow. What you were insane. saying about Chris Johnson just now about seeing his post on Facebook. I remember seeing th- when the fan show first happened and seeing it and, th- and I think, oh my God, I know her. That's Crystal from Five Who fans and thinking, wait, but that's not, a, Five Who fans is an official thing and kind of, it took me a while to compute like, yeah. like, oh my God, like how incredible. Like yeah. somebody who's like just a fan just yeah. like me i think it was is, it looking, was it was absolutely amazing yeah and i think looking back it was so uh it was just so amazing that the bbc decided to do that decided to get a fan to present a big show like that mm. i think and i remember being especially surprised just audience and yeah, like we saw yeah. which is what we tried to do in definitely in the f- sort of first sort of couple of series where we were getting fans on and showcasing mm, the mm, talent mm. that's what it was all about at the end of the day yeah, it yeah. was about showing the sort of breadth of talent that we've got within the fandom yeah. and all of these amazing people who are so talented who make costumes and do drawings and just live and breathe the show and mm. that's what we wanted to show that's how it it, it's so it's such a unique fandom in that sense. Oh, definitely, definitely, incredibly creative. I remember being particularly shocked. I hope you don't mind me saying this by the fact that it was somebody from the Five Who Fans channel, because at the time there was so um, there was so kind of reactionaries probably the wrong word, but they uh, controversial. Controversial yeah, is probably the right word. It started out very not yeah, not like um, sort of controversial for the sake of being controversial, but they. If they didn't like something, Five Fans made that made that known, and yeah. th- they they sent up a lot of Doctor Who, and they very clearly said when they thought yeah. things weren't going well for the show. And I remember thinking, "Wow, that's su- that's such yeah. a that's such big dick energy from the BBC to actually <laughs> get." And, and you were never the most outspoken on that channel. However, you were in that channel, and, and I think I know, yeah, I, I know, shocked. I was associated yeah. with it, and I think had I been more outspoken and more vocal, mm. and. Uh, you know maybe had i said some nasty things about mm, the series mm. i might not have got the job mm. and there uh, there was uh due di- diligence done on on, on me sure, as well like sure. obviously the bbc had to check my social platforms yeah, yeah. had to watch my videos make yeah. sure there wasn't anything controversial but they basically said well chris said he had to say to his 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 whoever managers or whatever mm-hmm. that 
it's going to be really difficult to hire a fan that has not had an opinion. Yeah, yeah. I had had opinions, of but course. I never said anything too personal. I never said no. um, Stephen Moffat is a this and a that and he should die no. or something. Do you know what I mean? But, like, but, it's but balanced. You know, any, neither any criticism did, neither I've did had, Billy Tracy no. or any of those other guys. They were just very... But they were a bit more on the nose. They were more on the nose. They were more on the nose. I, I've always yes, behaved. I've always behaved. But we had to behave They're ourselves. We did, yeah, <laughs> no, there are. We did have to behave ourselves after that because the channel was suddenly associated with the BBC yeah, I think yeah. the other the others in the group decide, consciously decided to tone things down yeah but the b- bizarre thing about it was that then they continued to get uh, responses and comments from lunatics for, for years afterwards saying oh you're moles for the BBC you're being paid off by the BBC mm-hmm. to say good things about the show and the, and the weirdest thing was that Fifu fans had never been like that anyway. They'd never said they'd never been totally behind everything. And even if they did tone it down, they continued to criticize stuff. Yeah. And I found it really it's like, are you even watching these videos if you think that? It was just yeah. really odd. Um, well, it comes from jealousy and it will yeah. talk maybe we'll talk about the fandom. I think we'll get onto bit, that. Well, I think we'll we? get onto that, <laughs> but I think it it comes from a place of of jealousy and people will think what they want to think. They yeah. will. <laughs> um so yeah, but mm. we'll get on to that. <laughs> yeah, so you get the gig and yeah, what was that like in those first kind of few months as you were trying to figure out what the fan show is? And It was a bit mind-blowing because yeah. I firstly, I firstly, like, I'd only made videos in my bedroom mm. and so I had to get used to being produced and directed sure, sure. and learning bits of script and mm, mm. script that I, I hadn't written. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I had I'd input into a lot of the scripts, and as time went by, I started writing my own. But um, in, in in the first instance, it was you know having to learn somebody else's words, mm. and being in a professional environment, and uh, ironing out some some habits what as well. What was your job but before that, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I actually worked at a, a startup company, okay, uh, called the Connected Set, mm-hmm. and I was a social media and post production something something. And it was a Channel Four YouTube channel called Mashed. Right, so right, it was YouTube. right. YouTube. So my experience was like was, st- was still in YouTube even before the fan show, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was basically managing the channel, so managing the uploads and thumbnails and all mm-hmm, of that, mm-hmm. producing videos, um, right, doing the marketing, doing the reporting and the insights. So I was doing quite a lot there because mm. it was a startup. Like it meant that I had to do quite a lot because obviously. Mm limited resources and money mm, and mm. stuff so i was there for about a year uh and it was like pop culture and animation and all that sort of sure, stuff sure sure cool so. cool so not too much of a shift then it's just no. kind of presenting really in the and the yeah and yeah. that was the biggest thing and i think there was a lot of nervousness in the beginning about being in front of people just mm. being out there mm. you know yeah as opposed to being pe- at home with a camera right L- exactly yeah. lots of people like five who fans in it you know has, has a small audience and e- and at the time it was even smaller and yes, we'd have comments here and there, but it was mm. fine. It it's was a couple safe. of thousand people. Felt safe. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's a solid fan base of yeah. a couple of thousand yeah. people. Whereas Doctor Who, you're putting yourself in front of all of these people, mm-hmm. m- you know, millions of people, and they're all having, they're all having to have their opinion on you. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot. And I, I didn't look at my. I was advised not to look at the comments, uh, quite rightly so. And uh, my did, boss. Did you take that advice? Not initially, no. No, I did look at some of the comments and it was hard mm. because mm. Uh, Doctor Who is, ha- has got such a, w- a diverse fan base. It's been on for over 50 years sure. and people have got their favourite version of the show mm. and 
it's not everyone's cup of tea. And that's fine because I don't look at, I don't go into Next and look at a kid's T-shirt, right? Mm. Dalek T-shirt and go, oh, Dalek, how dare they? How dare they do that? That's not for me. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not for me. So why should they do it? Like Doctor Adventures. Mm. It's not for me. Why should, you know, there's, there's, there's things that are going to be for you and there's things that are not going to be for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's different target audiences within sure. the world of Doctor Who. And chances are, if you didn't like the fan show, it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. aimed at you. Uh, and the people who really liked the show, uh, those were the people that we were targeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a way, you know, mostly young, mostly young, uh, you know, creative fans uh yeah you know um that's sort yeah i think i i would say like a youtube like yeah youtube sort of somebody audience, who's like watching youtube anyway right yeah, yeah 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 like like 16 like 16 plus like not even uh, <laughs> teen- yeah. you know teenagers it's aimed at teenagers and, uh-huh, and people uh-huh, in their early uh-huh, 20s uh-huh. um it's not aimed at 50 year olds no also not aimed at like, tiny children right? it's not no not not particularly yeah. although you know we have had tiny children Come mm-hmm, up to us mm-hmm. at conventions saying they like, but I'm sure they you've like had things. People you know. in their 50s approach you at conventions. Where, you know, uh, yeah, they're always equally, exceptions equally, to the rule, yes. Right? But, the, but the, the core demographic for the fan show was teenagers, te- teens, and people in their early 20s. Um, so I had to sort of gain a bit, bit of perspective on it. And sure. it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about the fandom and it taught me a lot about how things work. And, you know, um, it anything going forward that I put out whether it was my own stuff or even recently with my digital marketing stuff, mm. not everyone's going to like it. And that's fine. Yeah. You I can't g- please yeah. everyone. Cause I had this, I had all, like, I, I, I felt like any bit of content I put out, if one person didn't like it, it was like devastating. Cause I just wanted mm. to, I just wanted people to like me. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I just wanted to be liked. Wants everyone that, wants really. to be liked. And it's sort of getting comfortable with not being liked. I think that's what I've earned from this actually is getting comfortable with not being liked and it's given me so much self-confidence because I feel like I am me I am who I am I'm not going to change that and if you don't like me that's fine mm-hmm. you're yeah. just not my, you're just Definitely. not somebody I'm, I'm ever going to be friends with Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. at the end of the day it, it's, it's such a self-confidence boost but it wasn't an easy journey mm. that's the mm. thing it wasn't easy and it, it's not it's not something that happened overnight it was quite hard at times and it has been quite hard um recently as well yeah. not re- not not yeah. this year but definitely last year things sort of came to a head for me uh on social media yeah well things. i think i think because a number of things happened the book time team yeah a lot, lot of things happened and i was receiving a lot of criticism and some criticism for from some notable people within the fandom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i won't mention names but you know recognizable names mm-hmm. and it really 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 got, got to, me. to you yeah for a brief moment for a period of about two weeks because i looked at it and i shouldn't have looked at it but it did and it was a vocal minority and it's always a vocal minority yeah it's always a handful of people the same yeah. voices yeah. every single time but you look you look at it don't you you do look at this stuff right? i do i, I do see it, it. I people think stuff. i don't see it but they do but also people looks at it. people People will subtweet me and I'll still see stuff. Yeah. Not because I'm searching for it, but no, no. someone will send it to me or I'll come across it myself in, yeah, the, in, yeah. in the timeline or whatever. But also people have the audacity and cheek to say things directly to me as well. In person? To loop me in on things, yeah. 
And this happened, I couldn't even leave my job without having people say what they want. And oh my god, yeah. I, so I did see this. Uh, so I yeah, I couldn't even leave my job yeah. without people having their own uh having their opinions but also um uh dictating their own narrative and uh you know saying ludicrous things like I was sacked and this and that. But also messaging me directly, not just saying it to their mates. Mm-hmm. Say it mm-hmm. to you. I don't care what you say, say it to your <laughs> mates. I don't care. Um but but actually messaging were you, me Were you sacked, Crystal? I was not sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sacked. I was not sacked. Um, actually, uh, she's they, not. They she's were, not looking me in no, the eye. No, no, I'm going to put that. Looking me in the eye. They. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no. I, I genuinely. Uh, we'll get onto the okay. reasons why I left, but um, I know I wasn't sacked, and they were actually um, really upset about me leaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, mm-hmm. me making that decision to mm-hmm. leave. They were really upset about that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, an easy conversation. Now, now to we've have. got to deal with Luke Spillan. I know, I that's know. That Luke Spillan. That Luke Spillan. Anyway, but I had messages, you know, like, um, oh, you know, congrats, you'll be able to push your agenda elsewhere. Don't let the door slam on the way out. Right. Somebody, d- said, somebody d- said that. This I find the most, do you mind me saying this? Uh, this I find the most bizarre element of anything about the whole, the, some of the criticism you get. I find yeah. the agenda-ness of it very, very strange. But, because what agenda my gay yeah, agenda well female agenda thank you so you've never from my perspective anyway been somebody who's been that all that vocal about politics about identity politics about social justice online like you have as much as anybody is but you're not you're not particularly no. like that in, no, in your I content don't, or i don't tweet about things no and no. I think it's purely because... It's because of the way you look. I think, it, yeah, it's my appearance. I'm female, I'm young, I've got short hair, I've got piercings and tattoos. Yeah. And I'm a bit quirky and, and a bit strange. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And... And gay, right? And gay yeah. as well. And I think people see all those things and they think that I, uh, the BBC are pushing some kind of agenda mm. by hiring me and I'm pushing some kind of agenda. I don't know but what it, but agenda... Even if that I, were I true. don't know what they... What even if the BBC were pushing an agenda by hiring you, which I don't believe for a second, obviously, but even if that were true, where's your, you've got no role to play in that, right? You're just the person they've hired. I'm just me. I'm just trying to do my job. You're just Crystal D walking around being Crystal D. All I've ever tried to do is do my job, Mm. right? And whether you like the content that I put out or not, whatever, deal with it. I'm just doing my job. Like, 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 like anyone's trying to do their job. Um, and I've always, I've always tried my best and I've always, you know, um, yeah, I think the also, the other thing people don't realize is, is Doctor Who is a big beast. There's mm. a lot of people working on it. I'm a wheel, I, I was a wheel in, in, in a big machine mm. and, um, I don't make all the decisions. No. There's lots of things I would have done differently mm-hmm. and I'm at the mercy of senior management. Sure. And, you know, there's, and also there's a lot of things that, you know, we we tried a few things that not everyone liked and that's fine like memes on facebook mm-hmm. how dare we do memes how dare we do funnies not everyone <laughs> likes it but some people like it a lot some people yeah and and and, and some people don't and that's fine but at least we're we're testing it out because what we wanted to do with that and and i was running the facebook page for a bit we in the off period uh when the show wasn't on air we had this opportunity where we could test we could try and test what mm, what mm. what people like on facebook what an amazing opportunity we're trying to better ourselves yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. to better the platform and so if we put things out 
we can see what people resonate with and and you know we're not always trying to please the fans as well i think you sort of you get trapped if you always try and pl- please fans yeah, yeah. i think you do need to take risks you do need to be daring and i think at the end of the day the worst that can happen is someone's not going to like it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah and, um, and with something like a you, meme on facebook that yeah and, and, minimum resources and you've got to see it from my yeah. perspective as well because i work for a business yeah, right yeah, yeah. we've got goals i've uh-huh. got i've got managers uh in my ear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. asking me what i'm doing mm-hmm. me testing things out on facebook running facebook didn't come from me no i was given that task by a manager uh-huh, uh-huh. and they said right here's a freelancer to make stuff who's an amazing freelancer really talented great mm-hmm, like design mm-hmm. skills and stuff like that uh we want you to come up with a, pipe, a pipeline of, of content. Sure. And I'm like, okay, I know I can't do niche to niche stuff because that's not the audience that we're, we're, we've been asked to target. No, no. With the new series, it's it's about acquiring new fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously we don't want to neglect the fans, the existing fans. No, although to an extent they'll but watch anyway. But you can't right? put you can't put Genesis of the Daleks in every single post. Like, no, <laughs> do you no, know what no, I mean? Like, like, you know, um, there's a, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we've got these amazing collection box sets that mm-hmm. are coming out. That is amazing. That, 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 that ticks that box. Sure. You've got your collection box sets over there. But then if you look elsewhere, you've got something that targets another audience. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I said, it, it's not a one size fits all thing. No, you've got no. different things with different audiences and that's fine. 100%. Like it's fine breathe <laughs> and scroll on if you don't like it just scroll on that i think is a good point about scrolling on though because i think with something like the facebook memes that have been posted lately the, there are a lot of comments when you look that are annoyed by them or stop putting out this stop trash out and put out trash, some behind the scenes proper stuff and whatever however i think somebody who feels like that about it is more likely to comment than somebody oh, yeah, who totally. just like I think you you know you're gonna get far more people someone like me who's well, just gonna scroll past it and chuckle at it a bit maybe give it a like but I'm not gonna necessarily comment and no. say ha 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 that's really funny Most, so you're not gonna get that well that well this is what I learned feedback from you know doing the, both the fan show and you know running the Facebook page and and doing the reporting on that and and you know looking at the analytics mm. because you'll get maybe 10 comments maybe you know at push maybe 20 negative comments of like hundreds by the way sure sure um thousands and then you look at the sort of likes and you know forty thousand people have liked it mm. so it's not reflective of what people actually think of no, you no. and that's and that's and that gives you some perspective as well most of the time if people like something they don't say something you know to your point mm. um there was another thing i was going to say actually um I was going to say about, you know, the reasons why people get so vocal about it, because I don't blame people for having opinions and being so kind of like, I want it my way. Mm. And I think it comes out of passion for the show. And I think like Doctor, it's just, it's sort of just coming out in the wrong way because people feel ownership over the show. And I I experienced this. I had to come to terms with uh, David Tennant regenerating. And Matt Smith coming along, and Doctor Who not quite being for me anymore, mm. or or not not being my Doctor Who anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still Doctor Who, and I've still followed the show. Yeah. And no matter what iterations the show goes through, mm. uh, or what what iterations we're presented with, I will still watch it and follow it because I am a fan. But but nothing has ever matched. David Tennant for me and that's fine yeah. and I remember Matt Smith came along and I must have been when, when was it it was uh, 2010. 2010 
Um, I started uni and I was probably about 18 at the time. And I remember Matt Smith turning up and I remember f- just this sinking feeling. It was just like, I just felt so disappointed because it was good. Matt Smith's Doctor Who, Steve, Stephen really did, yeah, he did something amazing with, you know, with, with the show. But it just, it resonated with a different audience. Sure. And um, it, 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 and I had to come to terms with that. Mm, and, I, mm. you know, had had I been, you know, Twitter, I, I joined Twitter in 2009. It, uh, social media wasn't what it is today. No, of course not. But, you know, I could have been like, oh, Doctor, it's not, oh, it's too different. It's too different. I don't like it. It's don't, oh, don't like this Doctor. I could do that. Mm, mm. But I didn't because I accepted the fact that, even though it was hard, I accepted the fact that the show moved on. Mm. And sometimes the show moves on without you. It's a show about change. It's true. It. It's something you just have have to come to terms with. Deal with right? And I, it sounds really, really harsh. It really does because mm. it's like I know how much the show means to people and I know how much it means to me as well. Yeah. But you just have to have that acceptance because isn't it amazing that like what I get excited about is every time a new doctor comes along or a new showrunner, the new the potential that, that's there yeah. and all of these new people who are gonna get to enjoy the show. I've had my time. I've enjoyed my. I've enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. You know, the height of my fandom was during David Tennant's era. And I want other people to be able to experience that with their own doctors. And you can still watch that David Tennant stuff whenever you want. Whenever I want. That's the, yeah. that's the beauty It's of always it, right? there. I'm going through a similar thing at the moment with, you know, I, I mean, I enjoyed the RTD era a lot. I was a child during that. I absolutely loved it. And the Moffat era, I had my ups and downs with. But um, bec- in the latter days of the Moffat era, I was it became my favourite era and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And the this new era with Chibnall, my listeners will know that I've not been all that happy with. I, I've, I've, it's not been for me, like you say. And are there things that change about it? Yeah. And and have I, actually have I, op- you said you didn't openly criticise it online. I have, I've made episodes where I've moaned about it to, to mm-hmm. a, a stupid extent. But I think, I think there comes a difference between being critical of something and and outright and like just and just complete nasty. Uh, vitriol. Do yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 totally. When I've said that I don't like series eleven, I've said I've explained why, and I've and yeah. I've you know I, it's and I think that's fair enough. Yeah, right? you can say that you don't like something. Well, it's like the nastiness about me on social media. It's like sure. nobody can really explain why they're just nasty about it. Because if they did, it. they'd expose themselves as yeah. homophobes and sexists and whatever. Basically, else, right? because because where else is it coming from? No. And and people have asked me, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, what you know, and I just think that. What do I think? Well, I sort of try and approach it with some compassion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think if the, well, there's that thing of always imagine that the troll is a twelve-year-old, right? Well, people, I suppose people yeah. say that. It's but always why are they? Why are they problem. saying these things? And um, and I, you know, I, I, I feel like if if you're spending hours and hours of your time trawling through the internet and caring and investing so much, I mean, you know, the amount of tweets like some people with <laughs> non-stop making videos and tweeting and all that about m- me leaving. If you're that invested, I mean, oh, that's that's kind of. R- slightly worrying what's gone wrong for you right but but also why you know what what, is, what, what i don't want to kind of be <laughs> judgmental but like no. like like you must be really deeply unhappy yeah yeah and and i and i just i i really you know wish them the best mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. i only ever want people to be to be happy and um they must be in a 
it must cause them so much kind of I don't know like to be that frustrated all the time like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I I can't imagine being I just let things go because because of my mental health and well-being mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I I I don't want to harbor feelings of pain and anger and sure. um, frustration if I don't like something uh I'll let it be like it, it mm-hmm. you know unless mm-hmm. it's something like you know Piers Morgan uh saying nasty things about people who are Mm non-binary or trans that's something that i am quite vocal about because i believe in it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be nasty i wouldn't be like outright like trolling and making lots of videos and spending Mm -hmm. lots of time Mm -hmm. on it uh there's a balance i think there's a fine line you know i don't want to contradict myself by saying that i would never say be vocal about something but, but again but again if you did make it being personally video, nasty to somebody yeah. i mean it's a different and and steven and russell have tweeted about uh on instagram there was a me- um they they've talked about this where they you know they they're not stupid they see things about them yeah 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 you know pe- people tweet and say things nasty things thinking that they're never going to get seen but you know and it really affects you and uh i don't think people realize quite what they're doing to people and i've built up a thick skin over the the time that i've been on mm, uh, mm. doctor who and it's got to the point where i just block people instantly and i sort of i like i said i sort of i have a lot of pity and a lot of um and I, I pity but also compassion compassion in as much as and that's the the the, the themes of the show as well that's what the show mm-hmm, tries mm-hmm. to teach but i really hope that you realize one day what you've been doing and i really hope that one day you're happy yeah, yeah and yeah. you don't feel the need to do this anymore mm-hmm. but and also pity because how sad to yeah, sit yeah, yeah. To, to sit there all day saying all these things like surely there's some other things that sure. you could be getting on with but <laughs> um but uh but it does really really affect you and i think just just think twice before you say something mm. and the thing that really annoys me about social media is it's so unregulated and there's no way of proving somebody like somebody's identity nobody can be held accountable for the things that they say because mm. imagine these people who are saying all these nasty things about me what if we told their employer what if we told their partners mm. what if mm. their kids knew mm. what would what would that make them mm. Mm. Um, are you a, a quick blocker then I am now. I never used to be. So I never used to... I never block. I've not not caught the blocking bug No, I never used to block because I didn't want to... uh, It sends strong messages when you block. Yeah. And I didn't want to... Because people delight in that when they've been blocked. Mm, mm. And then it got to the point where... Well, I could mute people, but I don't want to give them the satisfaction of being able to tweet me and see my stuff. Yeah. Which is why I insta-block. I I insta-block, not if you've said something... um, if you've got an opinion that differs from me and you sort of approach it in a in a kind of mature way, that's mm-hmm. okay. That's mm-hmm. a discussion. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss that. Let's let's share. All right, I'm going to say. Let's play a game. Right? I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to say some stuff, uh, oh and you're going to tell me whether you'd insta block. Okay. All right. Uh, I think your presenting needs a lot of work. I would reply to that and say, "Oh, okay. Like, like, love to hear your feedback. What, what do you think I could do better? Like, uh, I'd say, not speak in that annoying voice." Don't know about that one. I might just ignore that. That just ignore. Doesn't feel so. That doesn't feel too severe. No. What about uh, your hairstyle's bad? Leave that. You'd leave it. Okay. Uh, You're a prick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. These are sort of like. If 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 it was the same person tweeting all those things, maybe right, okay. I'm thinking more kind of like lengthy sentences that are quite personal. Like that, 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 you know. 
Okay. Uh, like, like, um, good riddance, you know, don't slam the door on the way out or whatever. Right, like, like that, that sort of thing. Like or, that. you know, you got sacked, you yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. sort of, I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah. What if I tweeted at you, um, not me, but a person tweeted at you, um, did you jump before you were pushed, Crystal? <sighs> you didn't block then? <sighs> I'm enjoying the ethical it's dilemmas we're having. Uh, Because I was that's still a question. I don't. I, oh, I don't know. Like, like it's more. It's more kind of like saying, you know, I hear you were sacked, and you know, you're terrible. Okay. Like, I, so it's like making clear statements. Statements. It, oh, if you ask me a question, chances mm-hmm. are, it, it, I don't know. There's something softer about asking a question, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even if you're implying something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still room for me to 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 kind of re- reply and kind of you know, or I might just ignore it. But no outright just statements yeah yeah. that's when i usually block Mm. uninformed uninformed um untrue statements sure sure where clearly they're they're just trolls just Mm. twitter Mm. trolls Mm. that's when i block because i just don't want i don't want to give them the satisfaction of being able to see my stuff and they've reveled in that i know that they've they've enjoyed the fact that i've blocked them but so what great but like i don't have any patience for it like as soon as i see something in my timeline gone yeah block see you later it's quite i think it's quite easy to tell the difference as well between somebody who's either expressing a negative opinion or a a, a concern they they hold and a troll i think it is actually quite easy to but but one thing i do worry about is when um i think there's a trend currently of branding um everybody who's horrible a troll um there are some people who are horrible people and say horrible, unacceptable mm. things who are not trolls. I think to be a troll, it's it. The whole goal is to incite a uh, a response, a reaction. Yeah, to that yeah, person. yeah. I think there are some people who are exp- expressing their views, and that and that's not necessarily the goal. They're just horrible and have horrible views, and I think yeah. actually branding them trolls is is almost dangerous. It's just it's doing them a disservice, sort of thing. It's it's actually understating the problem do you know what i mean mm. with sometimes if if people have g- are genuinely harmful i think to to brand them a troll oh i don't i don't know i don't um, really brand them anything i just no, think no. they're just just why be why be so nasty why do you need to be but also what i will say as well like it might sound like i massively care about you know i <laughs> i don't i don't really look at my social media anymore sure and i've completely stepped away from it and um i've been detached I, i've been feeling quite detached from social media for the best part of a year now mm. um and i think just because like i got a bit busier with my life and just there were other priorities and i used to feel like i had to like scroll through everything and see everything so like mm. instagram like, i used to have to get to the end i had to watch all the stories and it was like a, a like a obsession almost i know like people OCD who mute thing. people on instagram so that they can watch all the stories in the day do you know what i mean okay so they've they've got a few people muted because if they had everybody then it would it's take really them too hard. long yeah. to view all the yeah. stories yeah so yeah so i felt like i used to have to do that and it's sort of gone the other way now stressful. where i don't really tweet very much I don't really look at social media mm. i check it i just check my messages in the morning yeah and i might just flick through at lunch but uh i don't really look at social media anymore mm. and my life is so much better for it and i don't it's sort of evolved out of being you know sort of busier mm-hmm. but also just it has evolved into a a, a, a quite a nasty place and there's a bit mm. too much shit on there mm. and um and i and you know as, as i'm getting older like and uh, you know sort of 
maturing, I suppose. I don't know. Well, you know, I was 22 when I started the, mm. the BBC job and I'm 27 now. And mm. I think in that time and my experiences, um, you know, I've grown up a bit and I care a lot less about what people think. And I care a lot less about social media. Mm. And I care more about living my life. Mm. And what what's amazing, what I, I've noticed uh, recently, I don't walk around with my phone out anymore. I used to walk around with my phone out and I wasn't mm. observing the world. Mm. And now I see all sorts of interesting things. I see all sorts of interesting people. I spot people. I spotted Peter Capaldi in the street. Like and two Mark days ago, right? Two days ago. Because yeah. I wasn't on my phone. I saw him across the road and I went over and said hello. And uh, I saw Mark Gatiss on the same day. Mm. Because I was looking up and I was enjoying my life. And, and I feel so like not caring about social media, not caring. And we've got this big group chat, right? Mm. Like a few of us. You and I, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got this. And I've muted it. Yeah, no, I have it muted and as I well. And I know it's yeah, like... Yeah, like we, and we I, I remember thinking oh is this a bit is this uh, you know is Slightly this a nasty thing but no but, i don't th- i have not muted it as well it was going off all day long yeah. and and i don't keep up with it because no. it's a lot it's it's draining it's draining to check because i've got a few group chats yeah and my sometimes i just feel like i i just don't have the energy yeah i think for me it's about it, choosing when obviously there are times moments, when i engage yeah. with it and i think there's times when i don't and yeah. and uh yeah, yeah. All it, my notifications are switched off. Don't get any notifications. Oh, yes, from WhatsApp. But if the if the notifications are there, it means you kind of feel like, oh, I have to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, yeah. I need to see Whereas what's I'll, going on. I'll yeah. kind of check it every so often. I'll and I'll scroll back through. I want it to be on my terms. Yeah, like, I think so. It has to be I on my terms. So. so, in the last couple of years, like I feel like I, w- if it wasn't for what what I've done career wise mm. and having to sort of or feeling like I have to have a platform, like I I would just delete it. Like I feel like I need to have it as a PR tool, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like like going forward, like I would love I, I would love to do more things like like books and things like yeah, I don't yeah. know like whatever, um, and I feel like I do need to have a presence I think on social mm. media, and I think it if it wasn't for that, if I was like doing some other job um, that didn't quite need that probably would just delete it now mm. which is amazing it's quite liberating actually but i feel i just feel so kind of uninterested yeah yeah Li- literally don't care mm. about social media anymore and i my career was kind of well i said career it sounds i hate saying the word career because it sounds so pretentious but no, that's fine. um my work my sort of journey so far has been um has come from being on the internet yeah yeah and now i hate the internet I think you see it happen a lot, though, don't you? I hate with, it. With it's just, it's just with, so unhealthy. I think unhealthy. it's happened with a lot of internet so celebs. Yeah. That have, um, yeah, yeah. So unhealthy. And, and I yeah. feel like at the moment I'm, I'm really living, I'm just living life and, uh, mm. and, and I'm, I'm living something that's real as well. And I'm yeah. connecting with friendships that are real and it's not all on the internet and it's not mm. all... Not I'm saying that internet... Fri- you know, a lot of my, in- a lot of my friends have come from the internet. Oh, but, me too. But yeah. most of my interactions now with friends are happening in real life and not, mm. not so much... Me- I'll message out a necessity to meet up, like, where we meet in. Yeah. But not, I don't have big, long conversations anymore. No. I don't engage I, in big, long discussions anymore on social media. I think there's a time and a and a place for it and I would never want to say the internet was a, was a, uh, fully a bad thing because I think it's... It's done some great things absolutely. for me, and I absolutely love using absolutely. the internet. But yeah. I do wish that I wasn't looking at my phone as much as I do. I think it's a, mm. I think it can be an anxious thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, in terms of Twitter, obviously I've got a Twitter for the podcast, but I don't tweet on it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I have a, a Twitter that has about 25 followers. That's, that's my Twitter. And I, that's yeah. quite nice because that almost just feels like I'm in the pub yeah. talking to my mates. I use the private Twitter. I have uh-huh. a private Twitter, uh-huh. as you know. And that's only close friends. And um, that's more for... It's not so much that I'm tweeting stuff that I don't want to put on my public account. No. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is more personal things that I don't want people to have access to mm, really mm. if i'm honest and that's all right right whether that's you know news about relationships or um something i'm venting about at work sure i, I only really want my closest friends to know those things mm-hmm. uh but also sometimes i use that more because every time i tweet something on my public account even if it's just like opinion about something i don't just whatever i have to be prepared for all of those replies mm. and i have to engage with that and there's some lovely i've got some lovely followers and you know people say some lovely things but it's energy it's just and i feel so drained sometimes from work as it is i don't last thing i want to do is engage in the conversation on twitter and have all these people having their having to have their two, yeah two, two pence like, so i don't know what <laughs> how quickly like. the the i don't know because I don't get like loads and loads of replies on twitter or anything mm. like i have my a small fan base and that like for the podcast and that's it and that's quite nice, but that and it's funny how quick. Because normally, when I get re- a little reply to something, I get that dopamine hit, you know. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. somebody's replying. Someone likes me. But if I ever put a tweet out, so occasionally I've had tweets that have been retweeted into the world quite a lot and have been more popular than my other tweets, and then you start to get a higher number of replies from maybe people that don't follow you, and as the tweet has yeah. spread, I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. As the tweet I spreads, hate it. right? As the tweet <laughs> spreads out, it's anxiety-inducing. It's, it's just like all these but people. But yeah, it's very bizarre how quickly that dopamine hit shifts into just being completely. Stop, I don't think I've ever got now. it being <laughs> stressful like like maybe you have, but just not interesting anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Annoying. The, just the, annoying. The notification is just that just mean nothing. No, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, annoying. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Stop buzzing yeah. now. One or two replies fine, but like yeah. loads and loads. I'm not saying don't reply to, to my tweets, by the way. No, Everybody no, do reply to my um, tweets. I love it. But no, um, no, I completely get that. So yeah. anyway, I think um I yeah, I'm much less interested in social media and what people have to mm. say. Mm. Uh and at the moment, you know, coming away from my job, I'm sort of in a... At the moment, I've I've sort of really retreated from all of that and sure. retreated from the Doctor Who stuff as well. Just because I have to find myself beyond yeah, yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. Re- really, if I'm honest. Like, you know, and that's sort of why I felt like I had to leave the job as well. Mm. Not everything can be Doctor it Who. It can't. Can that's it? the thing. And I think I did four years of it and it was amazing. Like, amazing. Like I said earlier, to be able to get that gig... You know, it was, it was a dream job, and I learned a lot doing the show. And then I, I went into the digital marketing thing, and I, you know, in that year, got l- a lot of skills, but it was still Doctor Who. And mm, on paper, mm. on your CV, I think, how employable am, am I? I've done mm, one thing mm. so far, one mm. thing, Doctor Who, and I, uh, I need to work on some other stuff, I think. And um, but also, it's too much Doctor Who. I felt I started to feel suffocated by Doctor Who towards the end after four mm, years of mm. it, and it might surprise some people to. I said this to somebody at the BFI and they said, oh, why did you leave? And I said, it was just got too much. And they were like flabbergasted because obviously as a fan, from their perspective, they're like, mm. why would you give that up? But honestly, once you start working close to the show, oh, I get it. it changes your relationship with it. Yeah. And the first couple of years were like floating on the cloud, like just complete dream world. But at the end of the day, it is a job. And 90% of it is answering emails, if not all mm. of, of it, you know, so, especially when I was the di- digital marketing manager. And there's a lot of... St- stress and i think when you care that's the thing when because it's doctor who being a fan you care about it and you're invested so much 
when yeah. things don't happen your way, mm. it's it's quite stressful. And when you put so much you take work it home into it as well, I think that's the y- thing. Yeah, and you take it home with you. And like, well, it was Five Who Friends. I quit Five Who Friends because it was too much Doctor Who. Mm. But then it was still Doctor Who, day job, book, time team, social life, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. And it got to the point where... It just it just sort of ruined it, and then the fan and the fans as well. The fact not all the f- the toxic fans mm. uh, and all this on Twitter. It just it, it it changed my relationship with it, with the show, and to reconnect with the show and sort of reignite my love for the show, I have to step away from the show. Sure, and um, and that's what I've done. Mm. Uh, in all honesty, and um, there was also quite a few changes on the team as well at BBC Studios and the marketing team quite a lot of my favourite people left they'd moved on to other opportunities Mm -hmm. they'd got you know um, yeah they got opportunities elsewhere and one of my favourite bosses left not Chris but the boss that had after Chris he left and really liked that boss and there was a lot of change happening and it just felt like the right time to go Mm. Um, Mm. and I need you know I felt like I I was ready for the next like the next phase and Mm. and and i feel already i've been at my new job for four weeks and i just feel like a new person Mm. i just feel really like um i don't know just just liberated almost absolutely like like liberated and and i leave my work at work Mm. as well like Mm. you know i i i I'm doing my work. Yeah, you don't I, have to sort inv- of continue to be an ambassador for for your workplace. In no, I'm not the face of, of it. Or you know, life. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, because that's I want to do the I want to do the best job that I can, and I do care yeah, about my work. Of but course. I will leave it there. But that's one of the leave things it that was unusual. What in during your tenure as digital marketing manager, so it was quite strange that there was somebody that was a, a kind of known figure in fandom and, and then going behind the scenes like yeah it would like yeah. An ordinarily a digital marketing manager wouldn't be somebody that the fans really knew about or just anything would it would just be yeah just be someone wouldn't it yeah, wouldn't yeah, matter yeah um, um but yeah as you looking is the cat the yeah, cat's been a little shit again on the old uh, somebody else now Down. keeping all this cat material in by the way it's got to stay in yeah. Um, so yeah yeah, well, let's quickly talk about the book, uh, and then we can move on. Um, but the yeah, you wrote a book about Doctor Who. I co-authored a book with Simon Guerrier about Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and don't downplay it. No, well, <laughs> it was it was it was definitely a joint effort in terms of the writing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my idea, mm-hmm. and I approached Simon because I'd worked with him on Paper Dolls. He approached me for Paper Dolls. Sure. To do some cosplay tips, and uh, I really liked that process, and I thought oh, I'd love to do a bit more writing and um oh <laughs> did you pick that up i don't know if you picked that up hope just Probably meowed got did a little say something? picked it up a little bit no oh there we go ASMR. a podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you got that yeah that's great really um good. So, book, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, basically after Jodie Whittaker was announced as the first female doctor, I thought about uh, I thought about this idea. It was a, I basically just thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a book that's a celebration of women mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Doctor Who? Initially, it was going to be both people behind the scenes, production mm. crew, and also um, like, like producers, costume designers, sure. all that sort of stuff. And then like, um, like cast as well, ca- like mm. characters in it. 
And then, um, but that's a lot to get into one book. And sure. um, after a few discussions with BBC Books, because mm. we pitched it in and um, we had a few discussions and then we got to the idea of doing a fiction thing. Yeah. Because we looked, we also did some market research and we went into bookshops and um, looked at what was on offer already. Mm. And we liked the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls for format. Rebel Girl and we were like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Um and so we decided to go down that route and do the bedtime stories type thing mm. with um, illustrations from fans. And uh, we had to write a list of characters that we wanted to feature and sure. then narrow it down because obviously you could do you could do characters for days, but you do have to be selective. But we did all the companions and then a few other ones as well, like a few niche ones and then a few kind of well-known uh, sort of like characters that are not companions, but... Uh, you know, sort mm. of well-known. Mm. Yeah. We basically divvied up the list. So I sort of chose quite a lot of the, a lot more of the new who ones yeah. just because I'm a bit more familiar with those. Yeah. And um, a few, like a couple of classic ones that I, so is I that how you divide it up? You literally yeah. wrote entries each. I had, them. yeah. So I, I had first dibs um, and I selected the ones that I wanted to do. And then we just fire, fire across the draft mm. to each other mm. to have a once over and like make some, any adjustments or edits. And then that would go to the editor who would make some, more edits mm. and then it would go to the publisher cool and, and then, then you got yourselves a book and then we got ourselves a book exciting um i know crazy crazy and also like bit mental because um lots of people spend years trying to be a published author mm, mm. and uh i think it i think it was beginner's luck to be honest i don't think i've got lots of ideas i've pitched more ideas but it might be a while before another book materialises. But mm. I would like to do another book. Yeah. And I think I'd like to do something that's not Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't know what yet. Not necessarily not necessarily fiction. I like non fiction. I like mm. chatty books. I like I like books that feel like somebody's talking to you. Yeah. A bit like Matt Haig's books. Like it feels like mm. like he's he's just there chatting with you. Mm. I like those sorts of books. Talking you about from personal them. experience I or something. Won't keep this in, but you should read there are books by this guy called John Osborne. Oh yeah. Who um is a poet. Uh, and he writes these various kind of books. The 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 ones I've read are this news agent's window where he'll go and he'll um he'll uh, respond to all of the adverts in the news agent's window. <gasps> it's about like the people that he meets on the way. Love that. And then there's another one where he goes to a bunch of seat like uh, kind of washed out seaside towns and writes about that. I think that's called like Don't Need the Sunshine or something. They, uh, oh. you'd really, if you like that sort of thing, you'd really I like, like that. Them. Yeah, like sort of just um, like you're at the pub with someone or yeah. they're just chatting. My city's like. book's going to be a bit like that. There'll be another oh. book I'm writing about going to all the cities. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so that's just, it kind of works like a diary. It's all like in the first person, in, ah, I love that. in the present tense, like I'm standing at the bus stop, bloody blah. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll that's have to great. see how that yeah, pa yeah. pans out. Got yeah, a city yeah. on Sunday. Me Which and one? Me and Sarah how many cities is this? 69 altogether, 69 in You're the You're doing UK. 69 cities? Yeah, there are 69 in the UK. You're doing all of doing them? Doing all of them. Oh, my God. That's the that's the project, you know? So um, Love that. F City 15 on Sunday, um, which is uh, that's me and Sarah going to Portsmouth. We've done a lot already. Yeah, wow, I mean, we only started amazing. it at the end of April. Wow, so, um, okay. I'm not, I'm not doing too badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. so much fun. Enough about the Cities book, because it's not relevant. Uh, my my listeners don't Who. care about the, the, the city's <laughs> book. Uh, cool. Shall we talk about an unpopular opinion briefly? Can do. Yeah. Um, I would say that my most unpopular opinion, and I've mentioned this before, maybe on some other podcasts or mm, some mm. Or on Twitter. Um, I know Martha gets a lot of slack. Mm. 
slack, a lot of stick. Martha gets a lot of stick for being uh, a bad companion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I disagree. And I, I disagree for a few reasons. I think on the one hand, um, she's been criticised for being underwritten. But I think, I don't, I'm not sure that's necessarily true. I don't think she's underwritten. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that at all. I think anyone who comes after Rose has got very big shoes to fill and you can't pull yeah. the same trick twice. No. The logical progression really is to, coming from this love story, to have somebody who comes along that uh, fancies him mm-hmm. and the doctor deals with it quite badly because you don't get to, it's the rebound relationship, you don't get to Donna Noble right after Rose because the, the doctor's got a heel, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, you yeah. have to have that period and it just felt logical and it was really interesting having somebody who also by the end of it went on this journey where she realized what was important for her and what was best for her yeah and she's one of the only companions that sort of modern companions new who companions sort of get away with her life intact mm. she mm. makes that decision and goes Do you know what i deserve better and I think that's really inspiring because a lot of people spend years and years going through like relationships, uh, completely bending over backwards for yeah. to please somebody who's not right for them and not valuing, and I've done this actually, not valuing, you know, what they want. Mm, mm. And and she turns around and goes, Do you know what? I'm gonna stop this. I'm gonna get out and and do what do what I des- basically what I deserve mm, and treat mm. myself with respect and it's that it's that classic thing and people you know say time and time again you got to love yourself before you can love someone someone else but you really do you really do need to be at a point where you're yeah, like I think do you know what a degree of truth to it for sure yeah no, I think loving yourself I think I think <laughs> just I mean you can read into that you know many different ways but um <laughs> but I, I I think for me it's about it's about um yeah knowing what you deserve and yeah. and, and first and foremost you come first yeah. and not not in a selfish way but no. if you're not if you're in a place where like you don't respect yourself mm, mm. that's going to come out in in other ways in bad ways and i think Definitely. like get, and, and getting to that point is not easy yeah it's really not easy yeah. to get to that point and and well, i've been takes on a, Martha a whole I've been series on, right? takes her a whole series yeah. <laughs> um but i've been a whole, uh, you know a whole on, on a whole journey without myself and and you know, yeah, it's definitely not an easy place to get to. No. And uh, I really respect her for that. And definitely. I really admire that. And and I think at the time when I saw that, I didn't really, I, d- I didn't really know what that was about. No, but no. but at least it was there in the back of my mind, you know, going, oh, okay, so she decided to do that. Okay, right. And um, sometimes it, you just need somebody to, you need to see somebody on the screen, on, mm. on the telly do that as a, as a, as a you know, young, a youngster. Youngster. And and think oh, okay that so so if I'm in if I'm locked into a scenario that I don't like, I do have the option of mm, saying mm. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, mm. You know I know that there are some other scenarios where it might be a bit, bit more complex than that, and you know yes. than that. But this isn't one of those scenarios. No, I mean yeah. this is this is this is just this is a much more simpler scenario. Yeah, and yeah. um, oh yeah, respect it for that. And uh, yeah, I think I it's interesting know. what you, you're point about people saying she's underwritten because i think people really really missed the point because yeah yeah she wasn't particularly liked by viewers but 
I, that's sort of built into the character. I don't think we're supposed to like her as much. No, as we I like don't Rose. think so either. And I think that's the point. And I, I think, think she's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, and I think by the end <laughs> of the series, we're supposed to kind of. I think that the series three, uh, maybe one of the reasons it annoys people is that series three has quite a low opinion of the Doctor in terms of this, mm-hmm. and it has quite a low opinion of us because we're on the Doctor's side. Mm-hmm. We're going w- us, w- at the Doctor and us. We're both going. Oh, we don't want this new one. We d- we want yeah. Rose back, and this new one's annoying, and we don't respect her. The Doctor's her not likable in it. No. He treats her like a dick. No, but then we realize, oh shit, we we wouldn't like we weren't at the time. I didn't notice that the Doctor was being so horrible to her. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe that's what irks people is a sort of weird guilt. Like, <laughs> like possibly, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not obviously not in a big way, but a yeah. sort a sort of I sense that we we're, we're complicit in yeah. in. in I, yeah, I know. I know. Also, people don't like the relationship thing and making the doctor companion thing about a relationship. Um, but then they a lot of people bought the rose thing, so I don't know. Like, but maybe yeah, once just, you've done that, you need to kind of you respond to, to it. It's yeah. like you every. Do. But that's action has an equal and opposite reaction. You can't go reaction. straight to Donna from then. From no, there, he's no. not ready. You have he has to go through. He has to learn from that to be ready mm, for Donna. Mm, mm. Really. Well, then they do go straight to Donna, and it's jarring. And then you can, and then you have to have Martha before you can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, yeah, because yeah, she, she appears yeah, briefly. Yeah. But I think that demonstrates your point actually. Yeah, it does because he's he's hurt. He's literally just been broken up with. Yeah, so he's not <laughs> ready for that situation. Been separated yeah. traumatically with um, yeah. Rose, and then Donna turns up, and it's like completely like mm. inappropriate. Mm. Um, but then by the time they meet again he's truly ready mm, mm. you know to to have some fun adventures with her yeah so what's this cat worried about this queen i don't know he's like a digital what do you think lion. of uh freeman's performance because i know that's had mixed reviews mixed reviews um hmm. <laughs> obviously being tactful yeah no i don't know what do i think uh she just was Martha. I mean, I don't really think I don't really think it was. She just did. She did her job with yeah. the lines that she yeah. was given. I think, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I did. I liked how confident she was and how mm-hmm. bold she mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was to do with the character and the writing. Yeah. Um, her performance is Martha. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm. She's just Martha. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say to that. I and mean, people think, "Oh, what? How do you?" What do you it's got me. It's quite hard to assess an actor. They're playing the character. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a good or bad performance because they're literally just playing the character. Yeah. I think there, there <laughs> are some lines that Martha says where you're like, "Oh," yeah, but, but the, the bit cringy. But I think that's sometimes, you know, uh, Laurence Olivier couldn't have saved some of the lines Martha got. That's, I'm thinking yeah. of one in particular in um, the Sontaran stratagem in the pre-credit sequence, and she picks up the phone and she goes, "It's Martha." And I'm bringing I'm you back, back to Earth. To Earth. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. There's a few lines it's like that. It's absolutely shocking. And I think people think of things like that when they think of Freema. And actually, could Billy Piper have delivered that well? Probably not. Could Catherine Taylor deliver that? Do you like the gun? Oh, well I mean, it's the same. It's, it's the same. It's the same kind yeah. of shit. But I think. Yeah. When you already when you're already irked by by somebody, I know by a character, I know. It I shows think up it, even it, more. It piles I know. I do know exactly what you mean, and I think mm. that's just that's just elements of the writing. Mm. Just the f- those those. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's right. It's nice yeah. to see her back in series four, though, I think. It's nice yeah. to get... Um, and you sort of get that sort of confirmation, w- w- final confirmation that she's definitely... This is the life that she definitely chose to lead. Yeah, and it's like, the right choice as well. It definitely right. was the right choice. It's even I more like closure, that. like... But you get uh, her in Torchwood, too. Yeah. yeah, little, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we, you yeah. never... Martha never really leaves us. No. 
Mm. I like that she lives on as well. Mm. It's one of the few that actually get life beyond yeah. the Doctor. We've never had Mulder and Big Finish, have we? Freeman's never done it. No, and th- I think there was a there was a rumor going around recently, like yeah. an article saying that like she's busy, but. Would would welcome the opportunity or something? Would you like so. to hear Martha in your? I, own I mean, I'd be uh, yeah. I wouldn't be against that. Yeah. I think it'd be you know interesting. Like if they could do something interesting with it, I think they would have to do it. The Doctor would have to be late, like later on, okay. in, like in his like either later regeneration or or series four mm. date tenth uh, Doctor. Because yeah, I so think I don't do really want any more. I don't. I don't really particularly want no. the unrequited love thing. Feels like going back into the yeah. character arc that we've, we've already done. We've done it, and I don't really want to go back to that. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a, a future. It'd be nice to have like a, a Matt Smith story yeah, with her yeah. or a Peter Capaldi. Really interesting. Yeah. If, if ever those two actors do yeah. big finish, it would be cool Absolutely. to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Have we covered everything? I think we've covered everything. Pretty Good, much. I've not you. talked about what I'm doing now. What I mean, what are you doing now? I work for the government now. Oh my god! Government. Go- Everybody at home, she's infiltrating the government with her <laughs> with her SJW a- agenda. Government operative. Oh, she's 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 conquered Doctor Who with her SJW agenda. <laughs> now she's moved on to the government. I know, crazy. Um, I can't really talk about what I'm working on, but uh, but I work for the department for dis- uh, I work for the department for dis. <laughs> Such a mouthful. I work for the department for digital culture, media, and sport. Excellent. DCMS. So it's all the fun things, the colours and shapes, the mm. Chris's, Chris's thing that he says, colours <laughs> and shapes department. I work in the colours and shapes department of government. Government. So cool. I'm doing um, marketing campaigns for anything that is tech, arts, um, sort of tourism, sport, mm. heritage, mm. like fun fun things. The nice government things. Yeah. The things that the, the government do that are fun. Yes. Um, so it's very That's interesting lovely. and very different. Really good. Um, yeah. But I thought I'd give it a go. And, yeah. uh, you know, join to hopefully make a difference yeah. and, and do something that you know um it's gonna give give me lots of new experiences mm. so how long i do it for remains to be seen mm. it's very early days yet mm. but um yeah i'm enjoying it i think so far yeah yeah nice well done finding a job so soon after you've been sacked as well oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> a very uh yeah it's got very lucky with that uh, one very lucky yeah yeah it's not usually that <laughs> easy is it <laughs> anyway uh Okay, okay. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm sure that lots of people have followed you already. However, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, just search my name uh, at Crystal D, but it's spelled C H R I S T E L, like Chris Tell. Uh, and then D-E. what about on other platforms? Same. Crystal D official Instagram. Just go on my website, crystald.co.uk, and you can get all on there. Website. Oh, no. You can find us as usual at Galactic Yoga Pod on Twitter. And um, you can email us at galatiopod at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's all the admin. There's probably going to have been more admin in the intro, but this isn't going out for a couple of weeks, so I don't want to say anything out of date. Um, so, yeah. All right. Bye, ab- uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Martha. Bye. Bye, Martha. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.